up, everybody? I'm back for another PG Sports podcast. Our special guest today is Brandon Sherrod, pro basketball player who's playing overseas in Italy this past season, actually for the past four seasons. And we're going to have him on to talk about what he's been up to now, what his future, what his future holds, and uh, all that good stuff. Another send it to him. Right now. Boom. WNBA draft is tonight. You know the vibes. There right, we go. Go live. Clicked it and then he requested it. So hopefully it just works. Yo. What's up? What's good, bro? I'm out yeah, here with a beard beard. Yeah, yeah, you see me too? <laughs> I see you. I'm trying, I'm trying to get like you to be honest. Uh, I'm trying. Yo, look. But look, nothing grows right here, yo. So it's kind of annoying. Nothing grows on the sides, bro. I don't have any. All right, we'll trade. Yeah, we'll be. Yeah, we'll nah, we'll put each I other mean, together. Me, yeah, yeah. Facts. <laughs> you give me, you give me a little bit on the sides. I'll, I'll give you the the goatee joint. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yo, yeah. I know you're. I know you're kind of disappointed with the shirt. No, got, this is fire. Got, I want to see the paper on the back. You got the prototype drip. Oh, all right, that's fine. All right, but. No, because what what happened was when I made yours, I made I made it a while ago that one. So uh, and then when I was just messing around uh, now, and I was like, yo, I never, you know, I never put a, like a huge one on the back. So then that's how I made it like that now. So I didn't I didn't even get that I didn't even get that one yet. I have that one, the same one you got. <laughs> oh, you froze, or did I freeze? Damn, is it me or you? Damn, he's in slow motion right now. This is crazy. <laughs> well, let me. Hold on, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, unadd you and then add you in. Oh, All right. That was that was that was funny. You were like you were in slow motion for a minute. Nah, bro. It's literally. So I'm. I'm at the crib. Obviously, I'm trying to find a place that's comfortable. I can place my arm. It's just different out here. But uh. <laughs> Yeah, the the prototype is fire, but I, I do really want the the big globe on the back because then that's like everyone can see what's going on. It's not like the same yeah. as this one. It's it's the subtle PG sports. I want the the big joint. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. I got you in it. No, I make those ones. Well, I mean, I kind of made them. Everything's everything's weird right now. Obviously, as you know, <laughs> <laughs> everything everything's weird. It'd be like that. I need a I need a barber. If there's any barbers who are watching this. Oh my god! I so your sister's on right there. I can use a fade. I mean, your hair doesn't look bad. No, nah, I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's ways to regulate. If you're a good uh, barber, the fade should still stay even as the hair grows. So there's still a little blend. There's still a little blend on the side. You just gotta when, when, when's the, when's the last time you got the haircut? When I first got back here, like a month ago. Yeah. As soon as I got back from Italy, like on the Tuesday, I came and got a I got a haircut. Like I got back on the Sunday. It's actually, well, it's actually funny because uh, my mom's a hairdresser, so uh, like all, and she has like a lot of older clients, and they just keep on calling her up, like, "Yo, when are you coming back? Like, when are you coming back?" <laughs> well, they're not saying "yo," but yeah, they're saying "yeah." When are you come, and like, yo, she, I wanted the recorder the other day when she when they left her a voicemail. It was hilarious because they were like, <laughs> "I'm just like, where are they? They're like 80, 80 years old, seventy years old. Like, where the are they cut. going, anyways? Regardless of quarantine or not, where are you going? Yeah, they they don't need to be. Yeah, exactly. They don't need to be out. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe, but maybe, you know what? Maybe, you know, the game doesn't really change, I feel like, as you get older. It just yeah. takes a different well, form. Well, know. women, women especially love their hair. They just talk. They be talking <laughs> three hours in the chair, just like, man. I've had the best conversation in the barbershop, though. I can't even lie. We talked about politics, sports. I hear conspiracy theories all the time. People come in with, uh, with like bootleg DVDs when DVDs were a thing. Um, they they came in with like food as well. So I, I was, you know, I could, I could stay in the barbershop for like five hours, get a meal in, see a movie, uh, listen to some good music, hear about you know who's who's the goat in basketball, LeBron or Kobe, or Michael. Excuse me. Uh, there'll be a, there'll be a lot of that going on this weekend after the document comes out. Well, all right. I'm going to make a controversial comment, which might rub some people the wrong way, but we want it. We want all the smoke. I think LeBron James is the best player of all time. I mean, it's fair. I mean, it's fair enough to say now. When yeah, we were in high school and people were saying that, I was just like, eh. Yeah, I think it's hard. I think back in the early 2000s too, you had more competitors. Like T Mac was really good. I really like Jason McGrady, um, but he couldn't. He didn't have like the. I guess like the the legs to continue on. He had injuries and all types of stuff. And you had Kobe, who had a dominant two decades in the two thousands. But for I mean for me, bro, LeBron is is the is the best. Yeah, uh, probably one of my favorite players is uh, Vince Carter. But I feel like he uh, kind of messed up his legacy a little just by playing so long. See, I don't. I mean, maybe his numbers. Maybe it's like well, his numbers. numbers. Yeah. All right. So I actually yeah. did something. I did some research, and I think he was. He wasn't like well over twenty points, but it was like maybe like almost twenty one, I think. And now it mm-hmm. dropped to like sixteen after these like last five years. Yeah, yep, five points a game or something like that. I mean, if you don't play, <laughs> yeah. but he's. A, I mean, he's a he's a Hall of Famer. He revolutionized the game. Yeah. Everyone has their own contribution to the game, bro. It's like it's up, there are a lot of, I think there are a lot more mid tier guys that you find in the league now, like guys who are like riding on the cusp of being. Hall of Fame guys that had really solid careers. Like maybe they averaged like 19 and made the All-Star game like three times. But is that enough to get them in the in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. Yeah. Well, All-Star games can't count anymore because it's fan voting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes that makes sense, though. I mean, Taco Fall shouldn't be in the All-Star game. Even though <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. Um, well, no, that's why – Well, I mean, that's why, they come out, well, that's why they come out with like All-NBA team at the end of the year because then that's like – that's like a real yeah, more legit accolade. Yeah, and that's when those bonuses pop in too. Yeah. <laughs> even even that to me, even that to me though is kind of hard to. Yeah, I mean that's kind of I mean that's kind of that's kind of sketchy too because that's relying you're relying on bonuses by voters, better writers Literally. in the media. Literally. Yeah, well, you got to bet on yourself too, bro. Oh, did you hear? I saw this uh, Gilbert Arenas podcast, and. Yes. Uh, he was basically talking about how he uh, got like a, a deal with Adidas because he threw a party, like a, a, an exclusive like $2 million party that uh, brought in a bunch of different celebs and got his name from being like a, I guess like a, like a relatively unknown player to celebs vouching for him and thus becoming a household name. He was saying that that counts, having that notoriety from celebrities and being in like pictures and going to events with them helps the stardom of a lot of players, even if you're not like, yeah. that great. 
Um, no, but I'm not that great. I, if you're on the, if you're, on the, if you're in, in between. I would agree with him on that. But I mean, he are you talking about this just happened or back in? The day? No, this was like this was like early 2000s, bro. Oh, Davey Cuts is in the building. Maybe he'll cut your Hey, I might know. <laughs> Real talk. I need really it's just a just just light fade taper taper on the bottom taper on the bottom. Um, uh, but yeah, bro. So I I don't know. I think uh, I'm trying to think of guys right now who are kind of. I mean, Gilbert Arenas. Uh, but I mean, he would be. I mean, he was pretty big, but he would definitely be even bigger now if he had social media during his playing days. Oh, for sure. And his stories, even the, like the locker room stories and the stuff that eventually even got him out the league. Yeah. Um, which was like not even really a, a true story. He didn't swing. I don't. Well, at least he said he didn't swing like pointing a gun at anybody. But I think that would have been even crazier. So the legend of Gilbert Arenas, you know, would be, be dope. But the young bloods, the young bloods don't know about about some of these players, bro. Seriously. Young yeah, no. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, I remember. I'm sure you remember. And in and in, in I think it was high school, probably. Yeah, high school or maybe middle school. Everyone was always rocking his jersey because it was like number zero or like that that yeah. special, listen, like gold one that they had. I remember. Yeah, that gold, that gold Washington jersey was fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With navy, with navy blue in the top. I don't know. Of I don't know if you know because it was. I think it was short lived. He had a show with uh, Mia Khalifa on ESPN. <laughs> on ESPN, bro, bro. On really? ESPN. Yes, bro. I was so weirded out. I tuned in. I was like, "What?" I was. I was pretty. I was weirded out. That's wild. Yeah. Well, Mia, yo, she's low key like reinvented herself into like sports. Yeah. Sports analyst. She's she speaks about politics sometimes. She's out here. I respect the hustle. A change up right there. I respect the hustle. Uh, someone said Iverson. Yeah, Iverson is, is different. <laughs> Iverson Iver on social media right now in his prime would have been crazy. Oh, I would have been OD. Right? He, he would have been, been, been in trouble every day tweeting about. It. He would. He would be. He would be tweeting back every fan. <laughs> yeah, facts. But he actually. I mean, like he actually pushed the culture too. So like. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine the NBA, like, even during that time, everyone was dressing like him. Everyone wanted to uh, to, to wear the cornrows. Everyone wanted to have, an, yeah. uh, like, an arm sleeve. That was when arm sleeves weren't even a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think I watched an interview on him recently, and I think he kind of, I guess, made it popular. Yeah. The arm sleeve. You just never know, bro. But I think he actually said, I don't know if he, it was an older interview, and I think he said, like, when he saw Kobe doing it, he was like, oh, shit. Like, Kobe's oh, really? in it, too? Like, no, off of, no, because he saw Iverson do it, though, I'm saying. Oh, then he was like, oh, I, like, really pushed the culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's, real. yeah. that's real, bro. He's, uh, uh, Pharaoh said she really does know sports. <laughs> does she really? I, I, haven't, I haven't watched the show. I just, I, I just couldn't take, I just couldn't take it. I don't know. I couldn't take it serious, but I do appreciate the rebrand and stuff. Cause you know, A-Rod, A-Rod's killing it right now. with after like, a -Rod it, bro. That, that makes more sense though. A-Rod's the go after sports. Like, like to take your career to the next, like, even though he was a goat in baseball, but now he's like killing it as an analyst and like doing everything. Yeah. He even had that like PED, uh, yeah. Like possible, like almost scandal, major scandal. No, it was. I mean, he did. I mean, he did it. I mean, he apologized, and I mean, he admits it. That's why. That's why he was going crazy with the Astros this yeah. year when uh, they weren't. They weren't admitting it and changing their story like every day. That situation. That situation is different, though, bro. Yeah. Sign stealing. I mean, sign stealing is a thing yeah. in the MLB, but to be so blatant and to not admit 
that you did it. They just, I mean, obviously with social media now, they were just looking dumb because one day they'd say something and the next day they say something else. Facts, facts. It's just like real time now, obviously. Yeah. Nah, that's crazy, bro. I mean, yeah, you were watching Ozark. I see it in the background. Oh, I got Ozark popping, bro. It's in the, <laughs> it's in the back. I'm doing my thing. I'm trying to get into it. I, I never watched it. Um, so I'm on like episode four now. Um, I just finished up episode three before I got on the phone with you. So it's been, I mean, it's been cool. Season, I mean, I'm season not a big... three or episode or season one. Yeah, I'm on season one. Literally season one. Oh, yeah. I won't I'm, say anything. Like, yeah, thank you. Please. I don't need any spoilers. All the people, my sister's already watched like the whole, whole series. We were watching a lot of stuff. Tiger King is low key. One of the most bizarre, but one of the most amazing uh shows i've seen in a while it's just I, of this. it's like like doesn't it doesn't make any sense i get why everyone went crazy about it but i just don't I, at the same time i don't and then i'm thinking is it is it because we're in quarantine that is so big yo I, I you know what i think i think even if we weren't in quarantine it would still be huge it's just i think with shows like that you get to see how diverse america is like I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine myself ever going to Winwood, Oklahoma, um, to go to like a, to go to like a big, a big cat zoo, um, where I could hold a baby tiger. Like I've never done that. But I also think that for the people who are watching this show, it just shows you how you know how people are living elsewhere. America's huge, bro. America's huge. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I mean. I originally thought the show was about uh, like, like us as regular people owning like tigers in their houses. <laughs> that's well. That's something. That's something that would be interesting. That's an experience. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's I why. I, I, that's why when I heard about it, I was like, "Oh, I'll watch that. That would be, be pretty interesting. Owning an exotic animal in your regular house." No, but if you if you have the chance to get a baby tiger, also that's hilarious. <laughs> sure, but, it, but it's hard to stop. Watching. Pretty much, that's how I felt. I, I, like I pretty much started it. I didn't want to watch it, and then I was like, I gotta finish it though. Yeah, it's it's, it's for the culture. Once once it becomes popular, too, it becomes a part of the. Of how culture. many Joe Exotics are going to be this Halloween? Oh my gosh! <laughs> how many how many Carol Baskins are there going to be this Halloween? <laughs> Carol Baskin, yeah, that. Yeah. Oh my god. You know, you know, when I knew, I knew the show was real, my mom watched it with us and she watched the whole thing and she's not really like a Netflix series, especially with the fish profanity or anything like that. But she was like, she was locked in and I was like, this is real. This is really real. So. Yeah. I forgot the other me. show that I remember. Uh, when, when, yeah. Whenever your parents start talking about it, then you know, it's real. <laughs> Facts. Oh, shout out my man. You got it. My man, my man, my man. He's in the building. He was in the building. He probably left. So, so what, what else have you been doing during the quarantine? Bro, I, um, I've been doing a lot of stuff. I just enrolled in a class at Harvard. They have like these free Whoa. classes. Yeah, it's like this. No, it's like free classes. It's not like. Uh, no, but I'm saying, whoa, because you went to Yale. Yeah, Yale's also offering. <laughs> it's like, I can audit. I think I can audit some classes online at Yale. But I saw this tweet and I like went immediately to the link. And it has like, I think it's like 40 classes or so. And I enrolled in three. I plan on doing three. One is uh, on persuasive writing and public speaking. Yeah. Another one's on political philosophy and morality. Um, and another one is on contract law. Contract law. 
which I think would be interesting to, to study. But I think in the future too, it's like, I love my agent, I love my agency, but if there was ever a time where we were to part ways for some odd reason, some crazy situation, I would love to understand like what's really going on. And I know of guys who have literally represented themselves and taken like the commission check that agents get, um, like for, for finding a guy and sending them to another team. So, um, so that's like the new endeavor. And then I baked bread the other day, like fresh bread, <laughs> like from scratch. <laughs> that was like a 20, that was a 24 hour. Let me tell you, bro. Oh yeah. I did, oh yeah. I did see it though. Actually, I, for, I forgot. I did see that. It's it fire did, too. It's fire. Yeah, it, looked, it, good, it, it looked good. It's fire. Um, so shout out my friend Leah, who gave me some sourdough starter. And then I just got some dough, put the starter in, you know, did my thing. Next thing you know, ended up with uh, bread, fresh, fire. What's up there? Uh, did you, wait, so are you gonna, you're taking these classes just for fun? Yeah, they're for fun. I mean, if you, if you take it, I think there's probably an exam at the end of it. And if you pass or if you complete it, you can get a certificate that costs like, I don't know, like, uh, I think it's 125 or some classes are 99. And I, I don't think universities would actually, uh, I don't know, like accept credit, but it could be something for someone somewhere in the world where they can put it on their resume and it might help. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna get the certificate, but I just wanted to like pass it. Wait, tell me the classes again. One is on contract law. One is yeah. on political philosophy and morality. Oh my guy, what's good? I do remember. My man's a bouncer in Singapore. I mean, I got that was a good that was a, a bouncer in a bouncer in Singapore. Yeah, I can tell you about that. <laughs> what? What's up? What's up, Yo, Renee? I, I want to say that Renee Montgomery is literally she's she's incredible. I remember as a as a kid watching her, or she's not really that much older than me, I guess. But when I was younger watching her at UConn and obviously nah, Connecticut. Nah, she's like five years older than us. She's old. She what? <laughs> I said she's old. She's like five years older than us. No, okay. <laughs> she's not. You're young. Keep it a beam. But I, I do I do remember watching those UConn games and um being like really locked in because that's like our only I mean that's really our only professional but amateur sports team. So but yeah. Hi, Connecticut Sun. Yeah and well the C T Sun too, but they, they didn't have a team yeah. Until I don't even know, two thousand something, two thousand I think it was three actually. For what some reason. Three? I don't know. For some reason I think it's two thousand three. All right. Well you might be right. You might be right. <laughs> so anyways, I, I'm a big I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. A lot of a lot of good memories and my, my family's a big big fan of UConn women's basketball as well. So did you, ever, did you did you I forgot I think we probably talked about this, but did you have a chance to go to UConn? I didn't. I didn't. I was probably the only school in Connecticut I didn't get an offer from coming out of high school. Um, yeah, it didn't come until 2010. Okay, yeah. So, ciao, Pino. Spero di vederti presto. Un abbraccio. Ciao, bro. Ciao, my man. OG Ricky. This guy on here. Uh, what, what this guy? What, what Victor, Victory and Bear and Victory, food? Bro, Victory is a... Said ciao, bar. bro. Said hi, bro. It's a bar slash pub in, uh, in Rosetto. So like oh, I don't know what. What were you doing in the after basketball after these games, man? <laughs> after the game, we was we was at, got, we were we were the, at victory. Victory was 
<laughs> Victory was popping, bro. That's literally, it's literally yeah. the best place to go. The name, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, they, I mean, they hooked us up with, uh, with drinks. We had wings. That was like the only place you can get wings in all of Rosetto. And they didn't, chicken wings weren't even a thing, but they were fire. Um, trying to think of what else. Good beer, good beer selection. Um, they had like this good Amaro too. It's like a post dinner drink. We got the bounce. We got the bouncer in here. We got the bar. We, was, in here. we were in the streets for sure. We're like in the we're we're in the quarantine club right now. <laughs> yeah, low key, low key. I do have some. Uh, I have some Amaro in the back. It's like um, like a nice little post dinner drink. But you can you can drink it normally, or you can put it in cocktails. It's really good. So yeah, victory. Grazie a tutti. Grazie per, per tutto. Hey, Chibidamo, put us So, yeah, that's, that's my spot. So, my man Pino, um, he would hold it down. He's the owner of the place, and he'd come to the games, too. So, yeah, it was lit. It was always lit. Always. What, Very yeah, what if, tell me, tell me that the people that haven't heard, like, how have you uh, expanded your taste buds over in Italy? Man, so, for one, there's a lot of Italian American food that's not Italian. Um, so like chicken Parmesan is not an breaking Italian news, style. breaking news for everyone who didn't know chicken <laughs> Parmesan is not an Italian dish. You, they don't put chicken in their pasta. So when I was, uh, over there, my first day that I got there, they were like, what do you want for dinner? And I was like, I have like chicken, broccoli, like throw some oil over the top of it, whatever. And they were like chicken, were like, <laughs> like this with the hand, polo in your pasta. I was like, yo. I was like, what's wrong with that? They were like, we never put chicken in our pasta. So I learned that the hard way. Um, a lot of the ingredients that we use, like cooking with butter is not really a thing in Italy. They usually cook with olive oil. So it's a totally different um, taste. Uh, it's a lot healthier. And then the wine too, like American wine does not, does not compare to, to like what's going on in Italy. Maybe in California, but like the stuff out here in Connecticut, <laughs> We have Goivea and Wallingford. There's some other vineyards that I've been to out this way, but it's not the same. It's not really the same quality. Too many sulfites. So I'll be a little bit. Wine, which is essentially like a guarantee that it's been tasted and approved to have this title. So there's DOC, which is literally just like the grapes are from the vineyard um, that's placed on the bottle. And then DOCG is that like, yes, it's the same thing as DOC, but now it's gone through a taste test by the government. Um, and it's also gone uh, through like a, a process of, of filtration and aging that now makes it elite. So when I go to get bottles of wine, I'm looking for DOCG if possible. So did you just learn that on your own or did people tell you? Yeah, so I had, there was, a, there were a couple of people, like I think it started in Rosetto because there was a guy who owned a restaurant. We went to his house to eat and he, uh, he cooked us like a really great meal and brought amazing wine and then kind of broke down what the differences were. Then I went up towards Venice and we had a day with my teammate Nicola last year. And then we like went up to a bunch of vineyards and they explained the difference between DOC and DOCG. And also, if you don't know, Prosecco is all made in like the northern region of Italy, all in Veneto. So any Prosecco that you get is usually made there. And then Champagne, that's all in France. All right. Yeah. So it's different. Why not? Different. Why not? You're going to get some more. But it's also, I think it's better 
There aren't a ton of health benefits. Oh, shout my man Nick. I was just talking about you, bro. Nicola Akele, the truth. Um, we have a good time in, in Venice, but uh, yeah, so I would say like the quality of wine, DOCG is very important. The health benefits for drinking wine as opposed to me drinking like, I don't know, uh, maybe Tito's, even though Tito's is vegan, so shout out to Tito's. Um, or even drinking Henny, which is not good. Nick, Nick knows about the Henny nights out in Rome, but I don't, I don't, we don't need to do that. So it's better for me. It's healthier. It goes well, I like pairing it with foods. Um, so yeah. So you want to be a you want, you want to get like, uh, you want to be a Somalia? I looked, I actually looked that up the other day, how to become one. It's a process though. It's a process. <laughs> yeah. There's like, uh, it's like three or four levels, right? Yeah. <laughs> no more heady. Yeah, Nick, no more heady. <laughs> and then, yeah, once the, uh, yeah, it's, it's a process. And then once you get to like a master, yeah. you can literally, you have to sit down and you're basically doing a blind taste test where yeah. they put four or five glasses in front of you. And as you're drinking, um, you have to tell the, like the, I guess the, the people who are there on a, on a piece of paper where the wine is from what type of wine it is, what type of grapes are being used, um, what are the nodes, you know, all that stuff. So I'm not there yet by any means, but I do know the difference between good quality wine and poor quality vino. So yeah, I actually listened to that on uh, Josh Hart's podcast. He had a, a wine expert on there yeah. and she was going for her, her test. Uh, I still don't know if she passed or not. Cause I remember it, the, the, I think it was recorded <laughs> in December. No, I just haven't looked it up. It was recorded in December and then, uh, she said she was getting back in February. And then, yeah, you should yeah, check yeah. out the show, uh, the movie. On, the movie on Netflix is uh, Uncorked. Corked. Ah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's the next one I should have been, been Uncorked, watched, yeah. I got time. I got time. It was all right, but uh, it was it was a movie, not a show. But uh, it was uh, it was it was all right. It could have been better, though. It was a good it was a good uh, plot. But overall, it was like could have been better what what could have been better about it just like the explanation of what was really going on or like what they kind of just like skip parts and then made just like put in other things to make it like more dramatical for no reason oh okay well you hate to see it no you, you, you gotta check it out then you can all tell right. me all right bet i'll keep it like i said i've got i've got time but I've, I've been trying to be a little bit more productive um in some sort of way shout out to my man ian miller he just came out with an amazing ep i should play i honestly you know what you should do paul you should make a playlist of uh not not just like you should make a, a pg sports playlist of our favorite songs all right i did, i actually i just did that for the um my average savage podcast I, like i think i asked i think i might ask you you might have been the start of it or one of the first episodes where I asked people what their favorite song was right now, and then I made a Spotify playlist of, of everyone's favorite song. At oh, the time. Okay. We gotta keep it. We gotta keep the vibes. We gotta keep the vibes going. About it. What have you been listening to? Pop smoke. <laughs> I see you, but you also been you've been on your TikTok game though too. Low key. Yeah, I've been on. Yeah, you know, I, I was like, well, I've been telling everyone to get on, so I had to get on myself, right? Yo, the uh, the I still die when I watch the um, the pizza, <laughs> the pizza TikTok. 
Yeah, that one went viral. Bar yeah, Barcelona reposted it. Yeah, that's yeah. love. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I was getting mad DMs all of a sudden now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> isn't that isn't that funny? Start sliding. I see you. Pretty pretty much. Um, yeah. Tell tell us tell us for the people that don't know about your your singing career. Man, what career? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> so I was I've been singing since I guess I was young in church with my family. Um, we're really tight, so you know we we've, we've been doing a lot of acapella at the house or um, you know playing instruments at at, at the ministry. And then as time went on, I got to high school, started an acapella group. <laughs> I'm not going to sing a song, Ian. Um, and then after uh, going through high school, I would join another acapella group in prep school called the Myeros. Then I got to college and I had to leave singing alone um, for a little bit of time. And then I ended up joining the Whiff and Poofs. Uh, Whiff and Poofs. The Whiff and Poofs after my junior year with Musician Miller, at Musician Miller, out here, go follow my mans, Ian. And we did a uh, 26 country tour, singing only acapella with 14 guys. We did like 100 something shows. Um, and it, it was really, really fun. So once I finished that up, um, I came back to school, finished up college, um, ended up going to Italy. Then I recorded another CD where, um, we did it for like a, a benefit and we ended up donating 10,000 euro, 5,000 to a school in Italy that had been affected by an earthquake that took place while I was there. And another 5,000 I gave to my high school and they bought a new PA system. Um, and I think they used the funds for some other things as well. So yeah, it was cool. But I think it's always been a, a big part of my life and working on some music now, um, hoping to eventually get an EP out but a lot of that's been placed on pause because of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. and I was going to do a lot of that work in Italy, and unfortunately, I don't know when I'll, when I'll be back there. So uh, for the time being, I'm kind of just, just chilling. Just chilling. Yeah, I think it, I don't know if it was your first year or your second year. Was that when you put out the... That was my first the, year, not in Rosetto. Yeah. Yeah. Just the ran, it was kind of like a random thing. Just the, the earthquake happened, and then the, the guy who was the piano player on the CD he came down to the hotel, we met, we jammed out on the song called You've Got a Friend by Carol King. And then um, it, it, it seemed like we had known each other for like years, the way that it all came together. And then yes. after that happened, we were like, yeah, we should do a CD. And I was like, haha, like for sure, let me know. <laughs> and then, and then uh, next thing we know, it, it went down and we recorded it. Yeah, so. that, that's what you and your sisters gotta do. You gotta get on TikTok and then- like, Man, you can, you, can, you can even fake it that you guys, Act like you don't know that each other could sing good. <laughs> yeah, that 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 would be a solid one. And the thing is, is like, I love I love them, but they be they be acting Hollywood with me sometimes. So I gotta try to try to corral them if I can. That's, yeah. what, that's what it really is. The best singer in the house is my youngest sister, China. She's incredible. She's incredible. So, um, but I have to pay her if I want to make if I want to get her to make an appearance on my. <laughs> oh my she's, she's expensive she's expensive these days so i'm trying to i'm trying to figure it out um yes yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens bro <laughs> the eno sees the truth <laughs> what other uh, uh what, what have you been doing to uh, like stay in shape um so i'm working out with a friend of mine christina gaskin she is a um professional basketball Man, she, was player. Just on, she, 
she was just on here before, and I saw her last name at first, and I, and I thought it said Baskin. See, like, oh, you, got tired, you got Tiger King in my head. <laughs> you got Tiger King oh, in my, my head. Gosh. So, um, ciao, ciao, tutti. Um, so, Christina, she's a, a, a pro basketball player in England, and I think one day she did a class with one of her friends around IG Live, doing a bunch of workouts. <laughs> And then oh, after that, that day, I was like, oh, that, that was a really good workout. And then she started doing these workouts every single day. And I've been basically following her. <laughs> you do need to change your name. Yeah. Um, and I've been following her literally every day for the last three weeks. So I think at like 1045 Eastern time, we've been just getting after it. Some hit classes, high intensity interval training. Yep, that's what it stands for. Uh, also, some core so I, i've been staying in, i've been staying in shape i haven't um yeah. really lost form so i'm really grateful for her where where have you been going just outside um yeah to work out yeah yeah outside i have like a little porch area that my my parents cleaned off so the last few days i've been out there kind of getting it in it's still cold out here though bro so um yeah. i either do it out there or I'll do it out the house and then if i have to i'll go running even though i really hate running for real for real it's like the my it's least favorite thing yeah i mean i've seen people people around here being getting kicked out of uh, like fields and stuff yeah i mean the park i went to the park the other day walking with, walking with my mom and like uh there are barriers set up and people just parked their cars outside the barriers and like went in yeah so, yeah yeah i don't know if the, i don't know if the beaches are closed but i think they might be now too bro i would imagine oh grandissimo giga that's my teammate from um this past season so, um, yeah, Run it's been, it's been too. tough, bro. <laughs> what was that? Music, musician Miller said running hates you too. <laughs> no, no, say numero uno, giga. It's true, though. I think the, the hardest thing for an athlete is, like, not being able to go to the gym. I mean, that's literally what I have to do to stay, stay yeah. in some sort of form. Um, but fortunately, there are people like Christina who've made – dope workout so i'm grateful for that for sure um so hopefully i mean yeah, what about before before oh no yeah no no <clears throat> uh, i was gonna say like what's the longest time that you haven't like maybe like shot a basketball like since i think it's like right before? now Damn. i think it's now yeah so you think you're gonna it's be like, like you think you're gonna be like you're not going to know for a minute. You're going to be rusty. Man. It's like riding a bike. It's always like yeah. that when you take time off of basketball. Yeah. I feel, I don't know, bro. I think it's going to be fine after a few days. I'm more yeah. worried about my legs. Like, I'm still working out and, like, yeah. running and doing a lot of activity. But basketball shape is different than, yeah. you know what I mean, than just workout shape. So you can do all, you can do all the workouts you want. You can go running. You, can, you could run five miles a day. But if you get on that court, the cutting you have to do, you know, just being able to, to move with the basketball, without the basketball, change of direction, pace, all that kind of stuff, it, it just makes things a lot tougher. So I'm hoping that um, I'll be able to get back at it soon. There are outdoor courts that are open, but I don't really like being outside in the cold with a yeah. – I don't even have – I don't even know if I have a basketball that would, that would work. I mean, it would work out there, but I need somebody to come rebound for me. I gotta get China again, and then I have to spend like another hundred fifty dollars. 
just to get a rebound for like 30 minutes. So uh, it is what it is. What about, do you know anyone that got like, uh, like stuck out there that couldn't fly back home? Nah, bro. So, I mean, as an American citizen, you're always able to get back. Uh, that, so there were guys that like chose voluntarily to stay. Um, I had a, a guy, this guy, Bobby, Bobby Jones, he's an old head and he, uh, stayed there just so he could like finish up a documentary because he wanted to actually film what was taking place in Italy and like what the mood was like and um, how the people were reacting and whether it was desolate or if there were people out and about like wearing masks. Because when I came back to America, I got off the plane and no one was wearing a mask or gloves. Yeah. I'm over here masked up, gloved up, waiting in line, it's hot. I'm looking, you know, behind me, no one's keeping the distance. No one has gloves on, no one has a mask on. Um, and I think we're kind of suffering because of it We'll see what happens on May 1st when Trump opens parts of the country back up again. Um, we'll see. So. Well, May, May 1st. Well, I mean, here, I think well, May, it's May, May 20th. 20th. I think it's May 20th here, though. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just heard, I just. I mean, New York, I mean, New York City closed down schools for the rest of the year. Didn't they do that in Connecticut, too? No. Well, they said May twenty. I mean, they said May twentieth, but they'll probably do it too. Yeah. That's we shall. We shall see. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No. Nah, it's a. No, nah, it's a wrap for school. I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. I think the world in general kind of needs to just chill out for a little bit. Everyone's trying to give back, and I understand that. But we want to have our we want to have our summer and fall. We don't want to have you know people go back out and then we're stuck inside until twenty twenty one. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think this will make it so maybe like once a year or once I don't know whatever dates they pick, maybe like that we'll have to do quarantine, like after everything yep. goes back to normal. Sucks, sucks. I'm not a fan. Yeah. What What do you What do you miss most about quarantine? About uh, being out of or like, what do you miss most now that we're in quarantine? Uh, I guess going just going hang out with my friends again and do that. Yeah, that's real. That's real. That was I mean, so cute. That was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, mean, feel, I feel the same way now, bro. I feel the same even way. Even just like. Uh, Bro, like I feel weird just going out. Uh, even if I get delivery, I touch the door handle and my hand is like red. And I'm like, yo, is it just like me? I was like, do my hands always get red because of touching the door handle? Or is it just like is it in my head? Bro, you should be over. So my so my mom, like she she reads she like will read the news or, or watch a newscast, and she always comes back with like new knowledge about what's happening with the coronavirus, right? Yeah. So she saw one segment on like the cardboard boxes. And so now anything, I tell you anything oh, yeah. from anywhere, it can, it can even be something that was inside the house already. She's wiping it down. Uh, and I'm like, well, I mean, that's why I don't know if you've been seeing the, the dude on Barstool. He, he's getting all these packages and he's opening them up. You seen that or not? What are you doing with them? I think you're frozen, Malia. Oh, so no, people are sending him like free gifts.
I'm back. Am I back? All right, what did what did you hear last? Yeah, I think so. Maybe not. Are you on your Wi-Fi or are you on? What are you on? Or, and I just went back to Wi-Fi because I thought I froze. Hi, right, there you go. I think. Okay. Are you there? Oh yes. Yeah, so yeah. So I was saying that. Yeah. So all these people are sending him gifts, and he's opening all these boxes. And then I'm, I was thinking the same thing because I was like, yeah, "This is dangerous." Like he's opening like a million boxes. Like it wasn't just like one. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Cause Lord knows. Oh. Lord knows no one wants to get into a situation in which like everyone's out and about but no one wants to um like talk to anybody or interact. That's gonna ruin the social I don't know. Like social gatherings are going to be done for, I think, for a while. I don't see anyone going yeah. out really on on dates. Like, this is, like you got to be really careful now. It's like a totally different vibe. Um. Yeah, I I even saw a TikTok last night, and uh, the guy he went. I don't forget what fast food restaurant it was, and he had five or he had fifty thousand dollars. Gave there's five people working, gave him each ten thousand dollars each. Whoa! And then he. Uh, who knows if it was real or not, but, and then he, uh, one of them, one of them gave him, uh, like knuckles and one of them, like, ha and they had, they had gloves on and he didn't have gloves on and they gave him dap. And I'm like, no, like, no, no, you know, like, that's not it. That's not it. That's, that's not what it. I'm saying. I'm just like, cause, cause he gave him $10,000. So he was all pumped. And I'm like, yo, he probably, I don't know who the hell knows. You hate to see that. You hate to see that. Yeah, bro. The trust issues, the trust issues are, are really real. And if they weren't already real, or if someone's like, I don't know, if like their um, hygiene is, if anyone that you know, if like their hygiene was in question before, now those people can't even be talked. For real. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, I mean, yeah, it's pretty weird. Uh, I guess you never really think, I mean, you, I mean, I never really think about that stuff. It's like giving people dap or yeah, anything. And now, and now I guess I will. Now nah, probably not anybody. Now nah, it's the thing with like the fans for sure. Like well, walk, yeah. after every game, if we win or lose, yeah, we have to walk around if we're at home and, and dap up the fans. And some of the fans be grabbing your your face. Some of the fans be trying to like yeah, you nah. know grab your arm. You can't, you, can't, you can't be touching my face. You gotta you gotta you gotta just run around like where you're far far enough so you can't touch anybody and just hit yeah. a big wave. Just like thank you, thank you everyone, and I'm out. Well, I kind of vaguely remember something maybe like when we were like little, and I remember like giving each other handshakes and then they started doing the fists instead because of because of germs so and then i remember even i remember they started doing the elbows too. yeah the elbows <laughs> honestly the elbow is more safe low-key yeah, yeah i mean yeah at this point honestly even world leaders i think too like when, for yo that politics. shit is weird though when they were doing that yeah they were like yeah don't touch anyone and then they were shaking each other's hands i was like yo what are you doing unbelievable <laughs> Oh, I'm dead, bro. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. Lord knows it just could be a long time before we get back to normal. But we also had another, I mean, the Spanish flu. Yeah. Like influenza, like that was in 1918. So 
you think about it, we we got back to normal. We've had a period of time before this, before like this time where it was free love and people were just all over each other. So, you know, I think we'll we'll get back to normal. It's just gonna take a few few years. And once there's a vaccine, I think people will feel a lot more comfortable um, interacting as well. But that won't happen for like another year. Yeah. So say everything goes back to semi-normal. You could play basketball next year. Like where 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 would you want to play? And uh, yeah, where would you want to play? That's a good question. I mean, I love Italy. Don't get me wrong, I love Italy, and it's always gonna be home. Um, I wouldn't mind playing somewhere like really obscure, like Dubai. Yeah. Uh, like the African Basketball League was supposed to launch this year in the NBA. I don't know. I don't know what the requirements are for that, but I would I would think playing in Africa would be pretty interesting. Um, Australia, be dope. Yeah, that'd be cool. You saw, you saw Melo bought his te- the team he played for, right? Yeah, they were going through financial trouble, and I think that's a great investment yeah. if things get back to normal. Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't know how much he bought them for, but it could be yeah, a, that, it could be a big time investment. Yeah, even having access to even even access to the real estate that we think about it, like the gym. The I don't yeah. know what what facilities they had, but at least like. You know, you get the the, the franchising, the, the marketing, the um, the licensing. So that's lit. Oh, what about have you? Did you see this kid that was a number one recruit and he just signed the G League contract for yeah. half a mil? What was that Jalen Green? Jalen, other kid, Todd. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I, I forgot the other person's name. No, How do you feel about move. that? I think it's a big time move. I think it's gonna. I think. Well, first of all, I think they probably could have signed him for less. And second of all, <laughs> it's going to it's gonna change. Well, I'm saying, like, all right, if you were, like, 18 years old and you're, like, you know, you get 100K or you go to college for one year for free. Like, yo, I'm taking 100K. <laughs> yeah, but, I, but you got to think about it, bro. It's, like, the dudes who were going into the league straight from high school, Darius well, yeah, they're, they're were, yeah, um, making millions. Yeah, they're making millions right out. And it's, like, there shouldn't be any anything holding. considering the fact that like these kids are the ones that are pushing the culture, bringing them fan base, um, bringing the school money. And if they don't get to see Oh, am I gone again? Oh, we're back. Did you hear anything there I said? Yeah, sort of. Um... But yeah, I think uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Know. I didn't really hear half the stuff you said. But I think that this is the start <laughs> of ending the start of ending NCAA basketball. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, for a lot of kids, it doesn't make any sense. Like, and I think I think basketball will be the easiest one. The easiest one to get rid of college basketball, if that makes sense. Well, not get yeah, rid of there, it, but lessen it. There are kids that are ready to go by like their junior year, which is wild to think about. You know what I mean? So, but I'm saying like, even like, so say even like a lesser player, like almost like what LeVar was doing with the JB, JBL, uh, like even if there was like a lesser player and they offered him like 50 K to go to the G league, like he's probably going to go to the G league. Yeah. But you got, you got to think too, bro. Some of these schools, like you can't tell me Zion went to Duke for free. 
Oh, yeah. Or any of these guys are going to school for free, these big-time recruits. Speaking of Zion going for free, he there's there's a case going on because he signed with, I think, um, like an agent before he signed with CAA. And uh, he didn't know – he claims he didn't know it was a five-year deal, I guess. And, oh, wow. Yeah, and this, first of all, I don't know who – I don't get who his people were around because obviously he was, like, a huge deal. Yeah. So I don't get how he yeah. – was able to sign that anyways. And I think he might've been, I get, well, I never mind. He, he was 18 or 19. So I guess you could do whatever you want at that point, legally wise. So, uh, yeah, now that agent is still suing him. And I think he just won or something. They, he has, they have to pay him, obviously. That's crazy, bro. I mean, but that I mean, was like, whoever's in his camp was just like, yeah, you don't sign something that you don't know. the detail, Like if you don't know the details. Yeah. There's so many hidden clauses and like. But I'm saying, like, that. especially being that, like, you're the that number big, one player. That big time. Like, I don't under, like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And especially the age we're in now with all the technology. Like, obviously, it happened back in the day because, like, I'm sure all a lot of stuff that we have no idea happened. Yeah, that's that's facts. But also, you gotta think like these guys are these dudes are kids. Like they're yeah. young. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I even seen interviews and stuff, and you could just tell like. Obviously, he's, like, mature, but you could tell, like, he's still, like, a kid at heart. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, everyone's a kid at heart, but, like, he was, like, a kid. Like, he's just, like, like I'm, I don't know what it was. It was just, like, them just clowning. He was just, like, no, nah, man, like, stop playing with me. For sure. <laughs> nah, for sure. Um, yeah, bro. It's, like, oh, what's up, Anna? Um, but, yeah, it's, like, you got to think, like, these kids, some of these kids are really poised. Like, LeBron, when he was young, he was so poised yeah. as, like, a 17 – 18 year old which is insane if you look at his interviews he's yeah. talking about his expectation of the future they're like he's a chosen one they're, they're asking him questions about yeah. how he sees himself in five five to ten years and he's like well i just focus on you know doing my own thing and paving my own path and like that's crazy to think about yeah like have you, you know seen any of the other uh, kobe ones from high school when they were like doing interviews on him or like him just walking around i'm like first of all he looks exactly the same he was, exactly. like, grown. He was like grown and second of all i was like Yo, I was not thinking like that at 17 or 18 years old, that's for sure. Nah, but I think uh, it depends on preparation. I mean, depends on who your camp is, too, you know? Yeah. So, I will say black doesn't crack, so that's why Kobe looked the same as he did. <laughs> no, but he looked like a, no, but he looked like just like a grown man. Like, I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's different. It's different, bro. That's I, I don't know if you saw the, have you seen like the Aaron Hernandez uh, documentary? He looked like a kid. No, bro. He looked like – All right, well, high school, well, his last year of high school, he didn't look like that. He looked, he looked oh, like yeah, a pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah I was like, all right. It's almost like you could tell. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, you do. I mean, for a lot of kids, you do know. There are agents who are, who are like, looking at kids from the 7th, 8th grade and guys yeah. who sit on domains for, you know, for years. So they think a kid's going to turn up to be – Turn out to be like a superstar. What about, what about have you? I know you work camps and so have you been at any camps and been like, oh, like that kid's that kid's gonna be good. There was a camp I did this past summer, and there was this big kid. His name is Blessing. I think he plays at uh, I want to say Taft, bro. Mm -hmm. I want to say Taft, but he's he's from Africa and he was so raw, like so raw. Um, but he had a lot. He has a lot of like gifts, like physical gifts that could yes. translate into him being a pro if he does the you know right things. It's also hard at that age to really tell because yeah. a guy could 
a kid could peak in like two years and then he's done or a kid doesn't want to work harder kid thinks he's too good and i think social media um really hurts hurts that because everyone has a mixtape and everyone wants to be on like overtime yeah. or do this and like it's hard because a lot of kids aren't very good and they have mixtapes of them yeah. making like a layup and i saw i saw a highlight tape i swear to god paul i saw a highlight tape of kids and i think his his most of the highlight was him just like in layup lines and warming up before the game <laughs> and i think he had a jump shot that he banked off the glass like and it wasn't from like the court like the uh like the wing and then yeah. he had like a reverse layup and that was the entire game and like a couple seals and i was well, like yeah that's the other thing when i see them and then they're all or, or they're all dunks i'm like okay like what does that mean <sighs> It's hard, bro. It's hard. It's hard. But it's, but also, you know, it's the way that the game is being taught. It's it's the coaches too, because a lot of guys who are who are coaching, they don't really care about whether a kid is gonna go somewhere. It's more like, okay, am I gonna be able to win? Yeah. And get things done. Am I gonna teach a kid the fundamentals, or am I, am I just here thinking that I know the game because I I maybe played or I was doing something else or I was maybe like a good player back in the day? So it's um. It's tough. I think expectations need to be made. I think you got to challenge kids. I think you have to uh, set goals for for seasons and and games, and then also incentivize them to not just think about basketball as the only thing or like whatever sport they're playing, and trying to be a little bit more well rounded. Because there's a lot of opportunity from when you start. I don't know, in like the like the early ages until you get to to become a pro. So I feel like I'm still learning because I started so late. But for yeah. a lot of kids. They get burnt out by the time they're, you know, in high school or, or college. Yeah. I mean you, you played on like um you played on like a like a all star team before or something, or like a like a showcase game or something? Uh when I was in high school, you mean? Yeah, or just yeah, just in general, like like an yeah, all star I mean, game or something. Yeah, we I played like my senior year. My junior and senior year, there were games that I played in. I think my junior year, I played in something at, like, the Sheen Center. It was, like, the top players. And I could only play in, like, one or two leagues or two all-star games, excuse me, for the entire yeah. year because I was an NCAA rule. And then my last year, I played in the JCC Schoolboy Schoolgirl Classic, mm-hmm. which is just, like, a historic thing in Bridgeport. Yeah, so my my question is, I was listening to a podcast about, uh, I forgot who it was, but it was about a uh, baseball all-star game, and they were talking about um, – they were like, he went to go scout somebody there, and he was like, the game just like sucked because like nobody knew the players didn't know each other, and they were just sure. all playing for themselves. And it was just like, he was like, yo, I literally drove over to the high school that was nearby and watched like a playoff game, and he was like, it was way more dope, and there was only like one person to look at, but like he was like, it was sure. more. Incredible. So what? Yeah, yeah. What's that like? What's that like? Then you have, you have you kind of have to be selfish in like those kind of games. Yeah, like to an extent, bro. It's I mean. If you're good, you're good, and your game is yeah. going to show. I think the same idea about points are the only thing that that mat that mattered. It's mm-hmm. so such a lot, such a lot. So for me, I knew that I was a really good rebounder. I played hard every possession I defended, and mm-hmm. those were the things, along with my ability to, to score the ball, um, that were going to get me to the next level. But I also knew that. If I got the opportunity, I was going to just play my game and not get upset with my teammates. So for the guys who could only really score, and if they didn't score, they weren't contributing anything to the game. You know, they were stuck with the options that they they were, uh, you know, that they were offered. Um, so in those games, I, I didn't. I mean, basketball is different too because 
if a guy is playing for himself, that guy can also get iced out by the other four guys on the court. Um, yeah. And in baseball, it's kind of you're just like you're kind of just waiting yeah. to get your your at bat. <laughs> yeah, which is like it's so slow. Um, but yeah, bro. So for me, I with that it was always it was always something that was pretty chill, pretty easy. I think I think another good thing out of this Jordan documentary will be uh, highlighting Dennis Rodman, and he just got boards, didn't care. Like, and then maybe kids will start realizing, like you just said, like, you know, sometimes bro, it doesn't matter about the points. Bro, his numbers were he had like a four year stretch I saw on Twitter. It was like he averaged eighteen boards, then another year it was like sixteen, another yeah. one was like seventeen, and I think he had another one with like eighteen point nine or something like that, and th that was per game. So. Yeah. That was average. Yeah, it was average. You know what I mean. So there were some some twenty plus. I don't. I don't know. I don't know his record for like all time or rebounds in the game. But yeah, you just gotta yeah. know. You gotta know where your bread is buttered. And that and, and dudes who specialize, those are the ones who stay in the league. If you're a DM three guy, those guys make a ton of money. A ton of players in the league you just defend and they should sit in the corner and wait for the superstar to pass it to them and hit a three. How many How many points do you think he averaged? Dennis Rodman in his career, yeah. I'd say maybe nine. 7.3. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Oh, but, is this, but the other numbers were insane, and he was the defensive player of the year, like, I don't know how many times. So, I think that's, uh, yeah, that's what it really is. So, I don't know. But kids don't want to hear that these days, bro. And parents also, parents are also yeah. part of the problem, too. They hype up their kids too much, and they're not good. You got to keep it a bean with your kid. Damn, I was I was gonna quiz you on your own stats, but it doesn't show it here. Because I know the, oh, I knew no. there was a page. Maybe it's a different website, but I know there's a page and it and it follows like all the overseas and it, and it gave you like your career high overseas and all that. So I I would have you guess it like oh, what year? Oh, that's probably. <laughs> I mean, there's a there are a bunch of sites. There's like Real GM. I don't even know if that's that might be one. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. All right, well, or, or I could do this quick. What, what, what do you what did you average uh, your first year of in Italy? Your like points thirteen. Or actually, this is inaccurate. So only says eight games. Never mind. Okay, great. I'll go to say. <laughs> I was like, it said eleven point six, but that was only thirteen games. I mean, that was only eight games. Oh, maybe that was in our playoffs. No, we played more games in the playoffs. We went to the second round. Oh no, that makes sense actually. Maybe. No, I don't know. That was, that was probably the playoffs though. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, here's well, here's a I think a more legit one. This says 27 games in this your second season, 14.5 points per game. Oh, I had a good second second year in Scafati. It didn't end. It didn't end very nicely, but it was it was a good. Season overall, yeah. What you got last year, you got named like all what? Oh, last year, I was like center of the year for uh my my side of the league on the east, and then my second year, I was center of the year for the whole league. Um, and then this past year, we just I did I didn't get any like individual awards, um, but also, I think a lot of that too is we had a team that was very uh i guess spread out like even if you look at the point spread 
we had like a, I think I averaged 12 and a half. We had a guy who averaged uh, 12. We had another guy who averaged 15. We had another guy who averaged. Like Yo, hold on. And we're back. Yeah, yeah. So, what were you saying? Uh, you're, saying you're talking about uh, uh, being the center of the year and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the end of the award. You're just being the MVP. No, no. That, I, mean, that's, I mean, that would be the goal. Um, I was saying this year we had a really nice spread of um, you. We had a we had a good spread of players scoring okay. the basketball, so we ended up making life, um, I guess, easier to an extent because no one really has to worry about about numbers. Yeah. Um, but it also was tough to get the individual statistics up, so it's like the the cost of the like, sacrifice of working with the team, but like sure. also missing out on some individual things. And so- what about, Do people recognize you around Italy now since you played there what, four when I was in, When I was in Naples, when I was in Naples, yeah. I mean, in the cities that you play in, you get you get recognition yeah. for sure. And I think that's been like really dope. Um, and a lot of fans have showed love, like whether what? that's- but what's the what's the craziest thing like a fan just like pulled up on you <laughs> like I went to I don't know which year well this is yeah last year so last year I was in Rosetto and we were living in Rome so we went back and forth I remember my boy Adam Smith came down to record a music video for his EP and I wanted to go out later that night because we had won the game so we ended up going to this club and so, um, you know, we walked in like normal, no, no cover at the door, but like we walked in normally, we didn't have anything scheduled, nothing set up. We walk in and the security guard comes over. He's like, yo, come with me. I'm like, I'm like, what? I mean, I, I didn't do, I didn't do anything. So like, what's up? He's like, no, the, the owner wants to speak to you. So the owner comes over, he's like, shut up, dude. What's up? Like, how are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, congrats on the game today, bro. Like, what, so do you need anything? He's like, I want to offer you guys a table up near the DJ. You guys can sit there. I'll come over with a bottle of like, Prosecco. What do you think? I was like, for sure. So <laughs> we ended up going in there and we stayed until probably like four, four thirty. Um, got there at twelve and had like bottle service the whole the whole night. So that was love, for sure. Yeah, that's dope. Or just like like getting a free meal from <laughs> a restaurant, you know, or just uh fans like gifting bottles of wine i went to a vineyard and i went to like two of them and at both places they gave me like two bottles of wine to go home with like just as a gift just because i ended up stopping through so it's love bro it's really it's really nice i can't imagine i can't imagine yeah, what that would be like as an nba player here in america and like all the perks that come along with um i guess like being famous you know what i mean so yeah, it's probably, I mean, it's probably, I don't even know. Like yeah. what you just said, that probably, that probably, I don't know, because it, like you said, if they're in their home city, then it probably, I don't know, it might happen, it might not. But then I feel like if they might be in a random place and then they recognize them, then it'll happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It just, it really depends on where you get the most love, yeah. honestly. But but the yeah, but sure. like the price of that is that you don't have a lot of privacy either. So like being in yeah. some of the smaller cities too. Like there was one time I went out to dinner with a girl and the next thing I knew it was like 
like city news. It was like in the paper, like, oh shit, Sherrod was out with like some some lady. Oh no, yeah, tabloids. Yeah, like <laughs> not, not like, that, just, like someone heard that you were out there, like or, or my teammates would come back to the locker room, like, who were you out with last night? I was like, I didn't talk to anybody oh, in here about what was going on, but now yeah, it's, it's too much. It's, so that that that's too much for me, but for the most part, yeah, it's pretty. Chill. That's not cool. <laughs> I can't complain, dog. All right, well, I'll let you go. I appreciate you coming on, of course. Uh, we'll be talking. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we uh, could go out soon. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come and see what's up to you if I go, go come to the crib, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't got the bag outside the house. <laughs> uh, All right, bro. I'll Peace. talk to you. Yes, sir.